Hey, Peter, what's up? Why are you talking to yourself? Because we got another solo episode of the You'll Hear podcast. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. I'm going to tune in. Well, it's coming at you right now. I'm Peter Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast, daily jazz advice coming at you, coming at you solo once again today. I'm starting to get the hang of this. I'm starting to have a little bit of fun. Uh, I still remember my co-host, Adam Manis, but a couple more days of this, I'm going to forget that dude, just putting it out there. And um, we are brought to you by Open Studio, the finest in online jazz education, which sounds way fancier and more involved than it actually is. Um, well, no, it's it's fairly involved, but um, we've got lessons from a number of wonderful artists at a number of different levels, especially in the piano category. We've got everything from um, Jazz Piano Jumpstart, which takes you from really the cradle of jazz piano playing, the, the baby level, all the way up to the Jazz Piano for Beginners level, and then we've got a lot of things beyond. But we also have courses from Christian McBride, um, Diane Reeves, Peter Sprague, Romero Lubombo, um, Edu Ribeiro. I mean, the, the list is, goes on. Greg Hutchinson, who I was just on tour with. We have some wonderful courses, and we have a brand new mini course coming from him shortly. So check it out at OpenStudioJazz.com. And now is actually kind of a good time because we're coming up on Black Friday. We've got a huge giveaway coming next week. So sign up for email notifications to be alerted to that. And um, today on the You'll Hear podcast here, I'm talking about what's happening with jazz. So this was, we've kind of played around with this before, Adam and I, with uh, This Week in Jazz. And I think we're going to just sort of rename it What's Happening with Jazz and have it a little thing that we revisit where we talk about kind of current events in jazz, some things that caught our eye, some things that we're reading, maybe some things we experienced. And, you know, we're always talking about recordings and learning and and the history of jazz and all these kind of things which is great and I love doing that and we love doing that here but I always want to remind everybody that this is a an art form that's alive and happening and I've been on the road the last few weeks and then I was up in New York a couple days last week and you know I mean there's so much happening this music is so vibrant and you know the whole joke about is jazz dead it's been going on so long that it's like a lot of other kind of musics and and especially just sort of a flash in the pan genres have come and gone while everyone's been talking about is jazz dead. So apparently jazz is not dead because people are still talking about it and great things are happening, you know? So I just wanted to highlight a couple things that caught my eye um, that are happening in jazz now. So the first is actually, I've got, uh, what do I have? One, two, three, four things. We'll see if we can get through these um, relatively quickly. The first is an article that I just read the other day in the New York times and I will link below uh, to it. I, I believe you don't have to subscribe. I do subscribe. I encourage you to subscribe. But I think you can look at this um, for free anywhere online. So I'll have a link to it. Um, but it was on, what was it, November 8th. So yeah, just a couple of days ago. But this is a great article about Willie Jones III, who is, you know, one of our generation's just most wonderful drummers. I mean, he's just, you know, I can't say he's under the radar because he's played with everybody. Um, but he's kind of a... Um, I don't know. He's just so good and so consistent that he's sort of easy to to take for granted. Um, but he's just really one of the master jazz uh, drummers. So if you're not familiar with him, this is a kind of cool article that will that will show you a different side of him because this is in their series that I've been reading for years in the New York Times about um, 
how just various creative people spend their Sundays. So this is not like by the jazz writer. It's not even really a jazz article. The, the title of it is How This Top Jazz Drummer Spends His Sundays. Willie Jones III starts the day with basketball and ends it going to one of his favorite clubs to just listen. Okay, sometimes he'll play. So that's a pretty cool title. And uh, it's got some great pictures of him at his studio and talks about how um, he and his wife just kind of spend their Sundays. Um, did I say Saturdays before? No, I said Sundays, right? Yeah, Sunday. Um, you know, just talking about how they, um, what they eat and what they cook, what he listens to, how he cleans up his crib, how he goes to hear music. It's just really cool. I mean, I, I, I love reading these, even, even when it's about people that I don't know. But I, I know Willie Jones a little bit. I played with him before and uh, taught with him and traveled with him. So I don't know him well, though. But it was really cool to read this because I love this ongoing series. So if you get a chance... Um, check it out. I'll, I'll just jump to the end. It's cool because he says, I get back home maybe 2 or 2.30 and my wife is knocked out, but I'm just not sleepy. I'll spend 30 minutes walking back and forth. And then I love this. I, I'll get in bed and put my headphones on. I'll listen to Nat King Cole or Johnny Hartman. I try to get to sleep by 3.30. So it's just cool. It takes you through kind of his whole day and, and, and what's happening with um, one, of our, one of our finest and most interesting drummers and musicians, I should say, and drummer. Um, so there you go. That's number one, what's happening in jazz. Uh, next, oh yeah, this kind of caught my eye because this is going to be some mass, uh, really mass media and exposure, I guess, next year. So they're filming, um, well, they're filming, they're putting together a new movie um, from coming from Pixar uh, that is going to be called Soul. Um, and it's coming out next year, but it, it must be mostly done because they're talking about like the trailer and stuff. But anyway... It's starring, um, you know, Pixar, this is animated, uh, but it's starring J- uh, Jamie Foxx, Felicia Rashad, Questlove, and some others um, in, uh, is it Pixar or, or Disney? I guess that's the same thing. Oh, Disney Pixar. Yeah, right. Um, in this movie called Soul, and it's so cool because uh, it's about a middle school band director who's like an aspiring jazz musician um, and who loves jazz. Next year, moviegoers will be introduced to jazz-loving middle school band teacher Joe Gardner, played by Jamie Foxx in Disney Pixar Soul. The computer-animated motion picture was directed by two-time Oscar winner Pete Docter. Oh, yeah, who's great, up and inside out. Um, so this is going to be kind of good. Um, his lifelong dream of being a jazz musician is not going to pan out. He's asking himself, why am I here? What am I meant to be doing? So this will be cool. It's based in New York, and um, the music is being put together by John Baptiste, a uh, wonderful pianist from New Orleans who I've known since he was about 14 or 15 years old when I first met him. Um, and, you know, it's just got a lot of exciting things. Disney Pixar is known for their high-quality work. It's going to be set in New York. I'm excited about this. It's going to be some nice exposure and people thinking about and talking about jazz, which is always fun when that comes to the, to the uh, mass media. So that's coming soon on the What's Happening with Jazz. Um, next, I would like to talk about Jazz Ahead 2020. So this is what's happening with jazz, and it's kind of topical now because there's a deadline coming up. Um, jazz Ahead is a educational program, kind of a seminar workshop that was put together by the great jazz um, legendary vocalist and um, impresario of our music, Betty Carter, who is unfortunately no longer with us. But um, she started this 20 plus years ago, uh, originally in Brooklyn, and then they it very quickly moved it to the Kennedy Center in D.C., uh, but it's a residency program, an intensive residency um, that goes on for two weeks every year, 
at the Kennedy Center for for young musicians like really aged you know 17 or 18 through about 25 sort of top players there's a very rigorous um, audition uh, to get in uh, via video and audio several rounds and I, I participated in it this year to the 2019 I was on the faculty and uh, they've asked me to come back again next year so I'm super excited about that it's May 26 through June 6 2020 and I'm kind of mentioning it now too because the deadline to apply for this uh, is November 17th, which is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, that's within the next few days or so. So if you're thinking about it, you have, you have to be age 25 and under. So if you're listening to this, um, you can look at all the eligibility requirements. That's sort of the na- the main one. But you, the application process, it's about your playing, but it's also about your compositions. You have to perform at least, I believe it's one of your own compositions. Um, oh, no, three original compositions that's right because you know that was betty carter's thing was all about creativity and being a composer um and you have to do a a standard as well but you can look at we'll put a link here to the kennedy center betty carter's jazz ahead um page which will give you all the information so check that out but check it out soon because um it's the deadline is the 17th it's totally free uh i think it even includes housing and everything and travel so it's a really amazing thing. This year, I had such a good time. I'm so, I'm so excited they asked me back, and it's an honor to, to go back and, and meet all these wonderful uh, players. And it really gets the, the best of the best. I mean, I'm just looking at the list of alumni that came through this program. Jason Moran, who is the artistic director, um, the residency director of the program now, a wonderful pianist. Christian Sands, amazing pianist. Marcus Strickland, Maurice Brown, um, Sherelle Cassidy, wonderful saxophonist out of Oklahoma, Nate Smith, the drummer, Jackie Terry. I mean, you know, a lot of great, uh, Jasmia Horn came through this program. So if you're a young aspiring player up through age 25, you're definitely going to want to check in on this and see if you can become a part of it. And the faculty for 2020, I'm just seeing this for the first time. J- Jason Moran is the residency director, Casey Benjamin, saxophone, Dee Dee Bridgewater, legendary vocalist herself, Peter Martin, pianist, yours truly, and Clarence Penn drummer so that's going to be nice and all of us either played with or came through the program i played with betty carter uh many years ago 1991 so it's a wonderful thing check that out what's happening in jazz and then number four our final what's happening with jazz um ronnie scotts how many of you guys have been to the ronnie scotts jazz club um andrew have you been to ronnie scotts he has Andrew has not been. We're going to have to take you there one day. It's sort of the club and has been for many years uh, in London, in Soho. And uh, I first played there with Betty Carter, actually. 1991 was my first introduction to the club. And they're having their 60th anniversary. They just had their 60th anniversary. So it's been around a little while, a little longer than I thought. But they had a concert, uh, I guess, last week at Royal Albert, Albert Hall, the wonderful, beautiful hall there at um, is that Hyde Park. Yeah, right at the corner of the park there um, in London, and a bunch of luminaries participated in a night for Ronnie Scotts. It must have been pretty cool because um, Royal Albert Hall is huge. It's like five thousand. It's like concert hall, but it's like this massive hall. And I'm just looking at the pictures here. You can read about the concert online. Uh, but they had Kurt Elling and Van Morrison, um, Natalie Williams, uh, Nigel Kennedy. A um, bunch of great people there to celebrate Ronnie Scotts and. Um, you know, I was looking through the stuff that, you know, like Miles Davis played at Ron. I mean, everybody played at Ronnie's, um, but it's such a cool thing. And this one article, and we'll link to this, it's from the Telegraph, the UK Telegraph. Um, 
I love the quote, the sort of subtitle is, how did a London musician with bad gags and worse food build a mecca for jazz lovers in a squalid dive bar? And how is Ronnie Scarred still standing after six decades? So if you're interested in that, you can check out this article um, about that. Yeah, Ronnie Scotts was a saxophone player. I actually met him when he was still around when I first played there. Um, and there, at one time, there was two or three Ronnie Scotts around the UK. I believe it's only in London. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But that's kind of a cool thing. And I know a lot of people travel to London, so you're going to want to check in on that on Frith Street in Soho, wonderful club, uh, and, you know, UK jazz institution for sure. So there you have it. That's a little bit about what's happening with jazz. Very much alive and well. Lots happening out there. Um, Hope you guys had a good time listening today. And until tomorrow, you'll hear it.